Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of chieftains with way too many board games. I'm Tom and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And today we are going to be discussing, I'm going to fuck up this name probably, but Inish, uh, spelled I-N-I-S, he'd be uh, excused for not knowing uh, how to pronounce it, I guess. Uh, But it is a game about trying to become the leader of a Celtic island, claim the crown through merit and wisdom in this Celtic island struggle, is what it says on BoardGameGeek. And a struggle it can be sometimes. Uh, we played this one again on Tabletop Simulator, and I really made a mistake by trying to make that the game we played at 7 o'clock at night on a, after a long weekend, I'll tell you. Really got to go with the shorter ones. Yeah, yeah, got to save the short games or the very simple ones for late at night. <laughs> yeah, got to play this one when you have plenty of time and everyone's nice and fresh. That's what I learned. I think we're making ourselves sound really old, for the record. I am feeling very hey, it old. It is what it is. <laughs> really late yeah. at night. We play at like 7, yeah, 7.30. Um, I refuse to start a board game after 10 o'clock. So that just does never ends well. That's a, that is a late... That's a late go. Like starting a three-hour board game at set at 10, that's just a recipe for disaster. All right, you bunch of fogies. I'm going to read the back of the box here. Inish, immerse yourself in Celtic legends. At the head of your ship, you eagerly search for any sign of land. As you peer through the dissipating mist, it finally gives way to the silhouette of cliffs. You have arrived at your new home. Now your clans can partake in a new era of prosperity. Rival chieftains also set sail for this same land, and soon the time will come to hold the great council and elect the High King of Inish. Will you be the one who ascends the throne? In Inish, you play the role of a Celtic chieftain who has just arrived in a new land. You must construct sanctuaries for spiritual enlightenment, erect citadels to protect peaceful clans, and indulge your wanderlust by exploring the surrounding territories. As clans migrate throughout the land and come to coexist, their differences could lead to clashes which are often resolved peacefully, but not always. Demonstrate your leadership by rallying clans loyal to your cause, and then the Great Council will have no choice but bestow the crown on you. The greatest chapter of Celtic lore has yet to be written. It is time for you to take your rightful place as the next ruler and define a new generation of Celtic legends. Yeah... That's a lot. This is a very small print on the back. So small that my old eyes can barely see it. My, oh my. old eyes. These uh, old eyes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can it's gonna be a it's gonna be a recurring theme out of uh out of today's <laughs> episode. Just feeling feeling old. On the plus side with tabletop simulator, you can crank that text as big as you want it. <laughs> True. <laughs> but then you can't see the rest of the board. That's okay. You can zoom in and out. It's, you know, it's fine. Probably. Maybe. Probably. Just need a bigger monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like playing on your, you know, 65-inch TV or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you can do. You can put a 65-inch TV in your board gaming table, and then it's like you're actually playing a board game. Oof. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let us know how that goes. I, I will. I promise. Yeah. All right, good stuff. So this game's a little bit of a little bit of a complicated beast, so I'm gonna do my best, but I will miss some shit and I'm probably gonna fuck a bunch of this up. Uh, this is a game for two to four players. The goal of the game, so this game is played on top of uh you get like tiles, which is the places you're exploring this new island. You're putting down tiles, you're moving your dudes, which are called clans, around on the board. And the idea is that you are trying to um satisfy one of three three conditions 
as your as your main goal in the game. And if you satisfy one of these three conditions, you can then be in the running for becoming the chieftain of the island. Um, these these uh, these goals or these conditions are be present in six or more territories. So just have your clans. Uh, in like a bunch of places uh, be chieftain over a combined total of six or more opposing clans so what that means is if you have more people in a territory than the other people than the other than your opponents you are the chieftain of that area so if you happen to be uh controlling essentially areas that have more of other people in them like six or more other people in them in total you can satisfy that uh, that condition, or be present in territories with a combined total of six sanctuaries. Sanctuaries being things that you sort of plonk down on the map, uh, which are only used for, uh, you know, trying to win the game. And so if you just happen to be there, you just, uh, you can also satisfy this thing. Um, the game occurs over a couple of phases. Um, in the first phase, which is called the assembly phase, you go through a few, like, uh, bookkeeping tasks. Like, you find out if anyone's won, and figure out who the Bren is, which is the name of the, I'm sure I'm getting that name wrong too, uh, determine who the Bren is. And that's essentially like who wins in the case of a tie and who goes first. And you figure that out by the the first, one of the first four tiles that you end up putting down will have a, have a capital on it. And if you happen to be the chieftain there, you're like, you're like super cool. You're already, you're already ahead of the game. And then you also get to draft action cards. Action cards are used exclusively in the second phase, which is essentially doing the thing. Um, this game is interesting because when you're doing the drafting, uh, you deal out, uh, you sort of deal one of the cards off to the side and then you deal out all the cards to everybody else. And then you decide which one you want to keep and which three to pass on. And then you add the cards as you go back into your hand as you continue to decide. So the first round you, you keep one, you pass three, then you put that card into your hand again and you decide which two you want to keep and you pass the rest. And you do that until somebody just gifts you something and you end up with your final hand of four cards. Uh, in this way, like the first four cards that you get, you're probably not going to see the, the ones that you gave away. So you really got to make that decision count. But then if something cooler comes along at the second turn or the third turn you can decide to ditch that first card that you had kicking around um it's sort of like it's traditional drafting stuff but usually in drafting you get to keep one card and you pass the rest and you keep pulling from a smaller and smaller pool but in this game you always have four cards to choose from it's just the number of cards that you pass on that goes down um, the second phase of the game is called the season phase, uh, which is essentially just playing cards out of your hand and moving your guys around and getting into fights and putting down citadels and putting down sanctuaries and f exploring uh, new areas, finding new stuff to do. Um, one of the interesting things about this game is that if you happen to be the chieftain of an area, you get a special card for that land into your hand that gets gives you a special bonus that you would get to do throughout the throughout the round or it might be a reaction or something like that so if you happen to be the owner of what was it the iron mine whenever you are in a clash you can use the iron mine to also affect the other person more than you normally would those are bonuses that are dependent on whether you are the controller or the chieftain of that tile at the beginning of the round. And so those will move around depending on who is the chieftain. But you get to, if you if you happen to be the chieftain at the beginning of the round, those don't leave your possession. So they're kind of, they can be very powerful and they're 
sort of a nice bonus uh, and a reason that you might want to go and try to explore new lands and be the chieftain of those cool areas because there's lots of different things going on. Um, the action card deck is always a set uh, an amount. So in our game, we had 17 cards. You ditch one to the side and you deal out the four to every player. Um, in this way, like over the course of the game, you're going to get more and more um, familiar with the cards that are out there. And so you know that like if you don't have the card that does you know the the thing where you get to explore, then somebody else is likely to have that. And so you can kind of sort of metagame each other as you go along throughout your uh, throughout your rounds. Um, I'm not going to go over too much of what the action cards do because they are all very weird. Like there's there's one that lets you pull from the discard pile. There's one that like lets you, like I said, explore. There's ones that let you put down uh, sanctuaries and citadels and some that let you draw these epic tale cards, which I'm also not going to go over in depth because they're all completely different and they're all completely bonkers. Um, but essentially the game is this. You are going to, you know, draft your cards. You're going to play the cards in in turn order, which will change depending on what round it is. And you move your guys around trying to manipulate your way into satisfying one of these three conditions that I mentioned at the start. And... uh trying not to let other people get one up on you basically i mean i don't there's a lot in this game so i don't really want to spend a ton of time going over it because i feel like i've already spent way too much time um (laughs) like i'm not going to go over the rules for clashes um which are basically like if you move in there then like you have to decide whether you want to attack somebody or run or you can always just go in there and be like oh let's just live peacefully we'll coexist peacefully you can decide to do that at any point uh that never happened in my experience but you know it's it's always an option um but yeah in this way you're gonna just you know play cards and move your dudes around and try to explore and try to get your people everywhere and try to satisfy one of these conditions and if you happen to do that you can take what's called a pretender token and then everybody else also gets to decide if they like if they get to there it's it's complicated okay in this game you can have more than one person at the beginning of the round who is in the running for winning the game and in some cases nobody wins because you both have like one person can have six territories and one person can have six sanctuaries and you're both just sitting there like staring at each other and like not really no no one's no one is stepping up to be like i'm gonna follow that guy because nobody really knows like which one of you is the better one but uh in those cases if you happen to also be the the head chieftain then you will get to win the game and that was how scumbag adam managed to come in from behind and Ayo. and take over the island just yeah. the worst, just the worst person. We let him sit around for far too long. I was just being friendly, man. I was just just being friendly. I mean, I, I think Debbie would disagree with you. A little, a little too friendly. <laughs> well, well, that's fair. <laughs> you know, it's hmm, yeah, kind of hard to argue that, I suppose. I don't know. This game, this is this this game is such a slow burn for me. Um, it's. I don't know. Like this is this is a tough game because there's nothing that really I find like grabs you kind of from the get go. It's what about the art? Doesn't the art grab you? Hold yeah, you tight? I you know, <laughs> I it's not my favorite. It's I it's nice, but it's um. I mean, you could it's it's definitely there's a lot put into it, and it was you know um. There's there's a ver- very particular style to it, and there's and uh, there's a reason for it, and I, I I I get that, and I can appreciate that, and um all that kind of good stuff. 
it's just not my thing, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, like the art is very, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's actually Celtic, but it is very like drawing on that. And there's, it's interesting because if you got the rule book in front of you, it does have like each of the epic tale cards apparently is referencing a specific type of um, like mythology. So each one of those is drawing on something from Celtic lore. Like the, all of the art is very different and very like specific to evoking these these feelings of you know people from a far off land coming to this place and exploring and um yeah it's all very like especially the card art is very consistent i i find that the like the tile art is really nice like it's very cool the tiles are very interesting cuz they've got they're like really weird looking i don't know how to explain that other than that they're really weird looking they're like triangles kind of yeah they're really funky triangles Really, that yeah, exact. Really funky triangles, and they're they're just. I think they're really cool looking, and I think the like. I, I personally think that the art is pretty Ooh. cool. I think it's a they're- like for me, it's a bit busy. I think like a lot of the because a lot of it is very green and red. Um, a lot of the cards tend to look the same, kind of like it's hard to at a glance distinguish. You know, this is this card, and this is this other card. Um. And you have to do a lot of reading to remember exactly what a particular card does. Like I screwed myself over a couple times because I forgot to read the like bold white text that tells you, you can only play this card if you also have one other card in your hand kind of thing. Um, Yeah, that happened to me too. There's also like a weird distinction between what is a season card, what's an action card. Like the the cards from the tiles are called advantage cards. Then you got the epic tale cards, but some of them are... Like the the ones that you play for an action are called season cards, and the ones that are reactionary are called like triscals or something. I'm I'm definitely messing that Oof. up, but it's it is yeah like they've definitely gone for a theme and really like launched into it, which I appreciate. But I can definitely understand if you're just like, huh, what? <laughs> um, like what, what is, is this triscal? Just say reaction card. So yeah, I can definitely get behind the whole like, what does it mean kind of uh, kind of thing. And for sure, if you're not into um, this kind of style, it's probably not going to be like mind blowing for you. Um, I think that the game is actually pretty interesting myself. Like, I really like the like the drafting. The drafting mechanic is always kind of fun because you're always getting you're always having to make like some interesting decisions about what to keep and what to pass on. Especially once you get familiar with the cards, um, I find that pretty interesting. The fact that the deck is actually really small, like considering considering the number of you know when you've got four people, you're you've got the entire deck to your at your disposal, and so you know that if you haven't seen a particular card, like especially the one that cancels people, you're like, okay, well someone some dickhead's gonna have that and is gonna like fucking ruin my day. So you got to plan for that, um, which I think is like a very interesting element to this. I like the whole. I like how complicated it is. Like you're trying to maneuver your guys in such a way and do some sneaky stuff that isn't necessarily like straight up just knocking people over the head because of the way the combat works like you're probably gonna lose a lot of guys and you're losing a lot of actions because of how the combat works it's not really worth it but people really don't want you to be there i I do i just find the i find the whole puzzle of it pretty pretty engaging and i think it's I think it's pretty good in that respect. This is my kind of thing where I find that there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, 
the the tabletop simulator version that we played definitely doesn't do the game justice because the in the art department because all of the minis and stuff in the physical version are different and you know the card the the citadels and the sanctuaries and stuff are really nice everything's very well produced in this game it is a it is a, it is a, I think it's a pretty it's I think it's a joy to behold personally and I and I just think that the game's interesting we've only played it twice because it is so like ungodly complicated <laughs> and like difficult to explain that I haven't had the courage to like bring it out except with you guys, which is definitely not a mark in its favor, I think. Yeah, I, I find that we all have a few games like that where it's just, you, you like it. It's interesting, but it's just like, uh, I have to explain this? Uh, maybe I'll just bring out code names. <laughs> ah, code names. Beautiful. That's a... Uh, those are two very, very extreme ends of the spectrum, I think. Oh, I, I, I agree. The code names was just the first thing that popped into my head there. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's, you know, that's very easy to explain. This one, yeah. Yeah. One thing I do like about the, the premise of this game is that it's not about, like, who is dominating the other people. Like, you're all kind of just sort of bumming around this island for the most part. Like, that can be the whole goal to it, is just... yeah doing stuff and at the end of the day you're like and, and and this happened in our game too where like adam came storming in and i was like well i mean i don't really want justin to be chieftain so i'll just start picking <laughs> off his guys and like in that way you can kind of do you kind of do a little bit of i don't want to say king making but like you end up like the game is set up in such a way where someone is trying to prove their worth rather than like stomp you to death and in that way like losing doesn't feel very bad to me like at the end of the day I, I feel like I, I threw my support behind Adam as opposed to him coming and running me over, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Made me feel yeah. less salty about the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's it, uh, at first glance, it almost seems like your classic area control game, like, you know, Risk is kind of the main example people will know, where you're pushing your armies through and taking everyone out. Where in this, it's you can do that, but wars have such a high attrition cost with all your action cards or all your clans. It's usually not worth it unless you need that like one last little push to you know stop somebody from taking the king before you can. Um, it's, I, I like that. It's a it's an, a different take on you know what you what you might assume it to be, but it's also very clear in that like right away it has the little token that tells you like these are the victory conditions focus on this you don't need a fight right there and like right there in like the rules it's just like do you want to have peace you know what other game has that right there in the rules that was bolded and in a different color and i totally <laughs> missed it the first like eight times i read through it yesterday <laughs> peace what is this peace bullshit jesus talk about <laughs> there shall like, be no peace talk about the mistake of trying to play this late at night late quote unquote <laughs> yeah it's just Later? i don't know like i said it's for me it's a very slow burn kind of game like there's nothing um nothing fast paced about it there's nothing no. that makes you feel uh urgent i guess like there's nothing that yeah. makes me worry that something's gonna happen and i i don't know i kind of i struggle with that a little bit like i struggle with getting engaged in something like that uh, yeah. um the game for me definitely gets better with time um the further into the game you get all of a sudden you know like 
things actually kind of start happening and you're just like, okay, now I can actually do something. You actually feel like, you know, um, you feel like, like, like you're actually accomplishing something. Um, and so for the first, you know, I I'd say good solid half of the game, you have to really want to put that, that slow, like you you have to be okay with the slow burn is really what it comes down to in my eyes. Yeah. Especially with the first couple of playthroughs when you haven't the single idea what the hell's going on, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's missing a sense of urgency in the first, like, like you say half an hour. And then all of a sudden you realize like, oh shit, this guy's got like, he's in like five places. We got to do something about that. And then while you're off trying to deal with that, some other guys like just building up like a stack of these uh, sanctuaries, like, oh shit, I got to deal with that too. (laughs) And then things start to pop off a little bit as everyone starts to make their sneaky little maneuvers and start getting into fights that actually mean something. Yeah. And I think like, I think a lot of it's incidental and I, I I mean, I could be entirely wrong. The first time we played this, um, I won and I can honestly say that, that the very, like the majority of that win was incidental. You, (laughs) because you have to do stuff, right? And you kind of, you don't really know what's going on, but you don't really have a whole lot of competition. Nobody's really kind of at each other's throats. You're just kind of slowly, you know, putting sanctuaries out and you're just kind of slowly putting your people out. And, and you honestly, you could play this entire game having no idea what's going on and all of a sudden go, shit, it's hey, over. Guys, I got, I got six places. Is that, is that good? That's, <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! You win. Did I win now? The win conditions are (laughs) so, I don't, I want to say out there. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but they're just, they're so incredibly far gone that I can look at this board for like 10 minutes and just be like, am am I there? Do I got it? (laughs) Because I honestly, like this game, I don't know what it is. I mean, I enjoy it, but the period of time that I spend enjoying it is usually... 45 minutes ish. So I like a third of the game and I like it. And then the rest of it, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I don't know. It's very tic-tac-toe. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very weird for me. It it could be because I think because the map's so small at first and it slowly expands. Like there's no, you have no real way of knowing how you're going to win at first because there's maybe one temple. There's two two clans each for each player and just three lands like there's just you were kind of like at first you're kind of like uh do i should i just should i just try to kill adam is that a good thing well why not uh and then kind of as the game develops all of a sudden it's like like you said like that last 45 minutes is kind of like oh you just everything starts to like show up and you can see everyone's plan and you're like do i have enough time to get there but i i do like that it doesn't have sort of like that victory point win condition like there's no at no time does it really feel like anyone's running away with the game is you can always try to like negotiate or just sneak a guy in there and all of a sudden you're one step closer to winning. So it never really feels like it's, you have no chance until maybe the very end. Yeah. It's a very, like, I don't know. I feel like it should be an engine builder. Like it feels like that's what it should be, but it's not. No, no. Like there's just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's a very, and like I said, it's, I, 100% guaranteed that this is a personality thing versus really anything else. 
But this is a very just, it's just, it's a very fluke win for me. For the most part, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time with it. I don't know. It's, it's very frustrating that I can't figure out how to explain it in a way that is, yeah. Personally, like we've only played two games of this. I think it's a, like, and we played these games very far apart from each other. Like, I think this was like last year that we played it the last time or the first time Mm -hmm. we played it. And I think those, you could almost count these as like discovery games where you don't know what any of the cards do. You don't know what's in the deck. I think once you've gotten used to what's what's possible, you can start to formulate strategies around that and then trying to, like, you will slowly understand what your preferred way of doing things is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think in future playthroughs, if this is your sort of thing, you might start to feel more confident and feel the urgency of every of the moves that you make earlier on whereas with us you're just like oh hey guys we're on an island now Ooh, what's this it's a swamp cool where are we going now oh hey cool it's uh it's oh i'm in the hills now what does that do oh neat neat shit there's a hill guys guys there's a hill over here no i found a valley i found a valley guys and you're just like like fucking around this island for like you said half an hour until Adam's got a force that looks like it's going to just rampage all over the all, all over the island and then you start to go oh oh no but <laughs> and hey you know we got there in the end <laughs> so so I think that I think that's part of it and I do agree that it is definitely a slow a slower situation because you cannot there's no way to know what the board is going to look like in the four rounds that you need to be you even be able to get some of the win conditions like there is only one card that lets you add more tiles like there's only one action card that lets you add more stuff to the board there is a good chance that that card may not even show up right Maybe mm-hmm. it never leaves being four tiles because you always discard one from the top before you start going. And so you can end up... It's possible. You, it is possible that you end up in a situation where there's just a whole shitload of people are just standing around with this like giant stack of sanctuaries just eyeing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Just a real standoff, you know? So, uh, yeah. So everyone's, what's going on? Oh, everyone's nothing. got their own Stonehenge going on and eyeing each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I do think it, and I, and I think for me that's part of what makes it interesting is because I like um, I like the process of discovery a little bit uh, more than is probably normal, and so the idea of like playing this a few times and still being surprised by what is possible kind of kind of excites me. Um, but but definitely I get what you're I, I know what you're getting at because like in that first couple moments you're just like what the fuck is going on like where are all the tiles how am i supposed to get to six what is going on i don't even have any people like what is what is the hell am i supposed to be doing here um i do think that it would start to maybe develop itself over time but again this is a a game that's on the longer end i think i am definitely thinking that tabletop simulator has its own like tax to it because like i think we spent two hours on this and i don't remember spending that long the first time we played it yesterday was a long night (laughs) yeah no it was i think it was good two and a half hours yeah it it says 60 to 90 minutes yeah but uh maybe yeah and maybe it was just because it was like our first time again yeah yeah, that also you know add an extra half an hour per person jeez i didn't think we were that bad oh you know sometimes and i don't think that's what it is right like i think that it's how it plays out it depending Uh, on how people draft their cards right if you're not um if you're if you're not pointed in in your methodology i guess 
and you kind of choose to waver a little bit, um, I think that makes a difference, right? So it's, it makes it a slower, um, a slower game because, you know, you're not gung ho heading straight for something that's going to get you, um, further ahead in the game. Whereas you're, you know, just kind of a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And Mm -hmm. I, I think that prolongs the game is my guess. We did spend probably an inordinate amount of time just beating the shit out of each other for what seemed like no benefit after it was all said and done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. very much so. There's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of posturing. There were a few times where I was just, (laughs) I only had attack cards, so I'm like, well, might as well attack Adam. But that was your draft, man. You drafted those. (laughs) Yeah, I did. And then, you know, you were there. So, hi. What What the hell? Seemed like a good idea at the time. This game feels to me like this game. This game reminds me a lot of um, Blood Rage, right? Like this reminds me a ton of Blood Rage. And well, well, this game definitely like this game has a lot of really good. Like it definitely had some a bunch of really good points to it. Um, my my personal thought is that just kind of Blood Rage just kind of does a lot of the same things, just a little bit better. Like it just kind of it's it still does that that area control thing. It still does the the posturing and the the control and the you know and the and the the what do we do here? Um, and I just think that it like it, for for me because that, that's the that's the closest comparison I can think of is is of course Blood Rage, and it just feels like I said I, I just feel like Blood Rage kind of does the same things. Just in a in a slightly better manner. Now that that's not to say that this game isn't good. This game is definitely it's like the artwork is nice, and I mean Blood Rage has very much a Viking Valhalla kind of theme to it. Well, this one is is way more Scottish and all that kind of stuff. So I, I can see where you know if you're if you're really into theme or you really want to you know oh I really want to be a Viking as opposed to I really want to be a Scotsman and. All this sort of stuff, like if you know, the, there's there's a place, there's a place for each of these. I think it's, um, I think it's Irish. I think you're going to be pissing off a lot of uh, oh, a lot of Scottish <laughs> and Irish people by saying that. Oh, they're they're all the same, aren't they? Ooh, oh uh, God, please don't! <laughs> oh, oh God, <laughs> that was that was absolutely that was. You can they're all uh, Gaelic you can, and uh, uh, tweet him at don't trust Justin. Yeah, don't trust Justin. Yeah. yeah, get at him, please. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you're if you're like really if you're really dead set on the on that particular on like a theme versus another theme, um, you'll probably be able to to maybe find that uh, find what you're looking for in this. Again, just my take, just my take. I you know I just think that if if you're gonna reach for a for a game like this, sorry, I, let me rephrase that. If I am just am I am going to reach for a game like this. Um, I am going to reach uh, probably for Blood Rage. Just that's uh, like I said, I, f- I feel it does very much the same thing. Um, just probably a little smoother, um, a, a little bit more polish. It's, yeah, just my take on it. That's not a that's a that's a pretty good call. I didn't I didn't consider that before. Blood Rage being the yeah Valhalla simulator, if you will, mm-hmm. trying to figure <laughs> out how many of your poor Viking bastards you can send to heaven in a shortest amount of time possible. All of them, hopefully. That's the plan. Yeah, you yeah. you want to get them all in there as quick <laughs> as possible. Slightly more people getting murdered in that one than this one, though. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, Blood Rage is definitely more um combat centric blood and rage yeah 
<laughs> yeah, way, way more, way more combat oriented. True say. Uh, anything else or? Yeah, I mean, the, the, where, where this one kind of differs is uh, the the artwork again is quite nice. The the weird things are again like the the tile pieces that you're putting in are have these weird like it's like a triangle but with a bunch of finger waves coming off of it all it's, over it's, the place. It's like a fjord. Finger. It's like waves. a th- thorny. Yeah, it's like a thorny. <laughs> It's like it's like a fjord, sorta. Yeah, it's it's just they're just it's just such a weird. Justin, are you just trying to insult everyone in this half an hour? Like, are you, are you if going I for can, some yeah. sort of like record here? <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's a new record. We've insulted all the folks. Well, um, no, but it does sort of look like a meandering river or a fjord or something. Sure. Yeah, it's it like, like the art style is really nice. The the gameplay, uh, it just. It's really like the the cards are really wordy and and quite confusing. Uh, at least I found off the start. I was like, I'm supposed to do what now, <laughs> and yeah. and where and and who? Um, but but again, of course, like like it just. Uh, I I mean, I ended up winning without really going too crazy on uh, on the whole combat thing. Did you know you were winning? Um, it like, was I mean, it was incidental, wasn't it? I know it was, you. It was no, no, no. It, like it was, <laughs> it was there, and then like it definitely, it definitely came. Um, like as as I got later in, like at the beginning. So I ended up being the first player, and it it kind of had that feeling of like, um, if you're the first person to act, right? Like like just it's it's very Munchkin esque in that regards. If you're the first person to start making actions, then like the table starts to lean your way. Right. And like people will, will come and they'll be like, Oh, well this guy happens to have two territories compared to the one territory that we all have. So let's get them boys. Um, and I mean, like, I'm not saying that that's what did happen. I'm saying that that's, there is a very, there is a, a very strong, like, like it can easily get that way, I guess is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's good. Like I said, it's good. It has a place just, um, you know, in, in a world where we, where we have like the, the craziness that is blood rage. Um, I have a hard time. I have a hard time deviating from that because they are exceptionally similar. Hmm. Would you, uh, would you give that a score? Uh, yeah. I mean like th- this one, oh man, it's so hard. If I'm doing, if I'm doing it with like, without blood rage on the table, if blood rage was never created, this game would be like a seven because the beginning of it is ridiculously overly complicated, but because blood rage is a thing, I would give it a six. That's... If people are interested, they can go check out blood rage, go have some Viking fun. <laughs> Do you own blood rage, Tom? No, I'm that. That was a Kickstarter game and I didn't go in for that. I, I got it. Of course you did. I, th- I think we might have it. We do not. There, it is also. There's also a digital option. Um, All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, it just recently came out on Steam. I thought I had played it at your house. You did, but that was not my copy. That was oh, okay. uh, that was an old roommate's copy. Gotcha. Yes, that is correct. Which I probably had to learn the rules to. Um, eh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, realistically speaking, I'm the rules guy. I guess did a terrible job last night. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. Well, I, we we got there. We got there. Yeah. I, I for my part, um, 
my reviews on a keep or not keep sort of situation. I don't own Blood Rage, um, and I like Inish. I like this game. I think it's pretty cool. I have a struggle getting it out onto the table because I think it's probably a little bit too much for most people. And honestly, when you've got 300 games or whatever, it's difficult to pick something that is hard, hard and complicated to explain over something that is a little bit easier. That being said, I don't think I'm going to get rid of this game. I I do like it. I think it's beautiful. I like the art. I like the style of it. I think it's interesting to have this game where there is this competition. It is a very competitive game, but it's also not like constantly punching each other in the throat. There is a good deal of subterfuge going on. There's like some negotiation if you want it to to have that. There's exploration, which are mechanics that I like. I like the idea of this, you know, just this group of people who have arrived at this island and, you know, are trying to explore. And yeah, you don't pick your leader based on necessarily who's got the biggest army or you know, the most weapons or or that sort of thing. Sometimes it's just based on who's the best at exploring or something like that. And I think that's really interesting in a concept. I think I think just based on like the theme alone, it, this is the kind of game that I that I that I like. And it's got a lot to explore in it. Um so yeah, for me I'll be keeping it around, at least for now. Uh yeah, I like it. I enjoy it. I've enjoyed every game we've played. It's just uh it's a hard Hard game to get out onto the table. Uh, Justin. Oh, hey. Uh, my, my review is also on a similar scale to Tom's. Whether I keep it, get rid of it, or, you know, actually go out and buy it. But for this one, it's it's interesting. Uh, it is. It, I like a game that when you leave the table, you're still thinking about it. And that's what I was doing last night. And even this morning when being in, while I was doing work, I was thinking about, I wonder if, you know, you could try this and, you know, just use these cards and maybe go for this strategy. Like it's, it's something that's just kind of stuck in my head. And I like the, the action card drafting thing where it's not sort of your traditional one where you could kind of keep all your cards and then toss them off. And so you can kind of change strategy if something better comes along or something that seems more, more, uh, a little more, you know, adaptive to where you're, you are. And I, I also like how it doesn't have victory points or just like a, you know, just beat everybody up in your traditional area control game. Like I like there's, there's multiple win conditions. So you can adapt your strategy or spread out and kind of just play, play the fields of, of, of the new Ireland here. And it's just, ah, it's, it fascinates me. Just all the little options is I, I know Adam compared it to blood rage and I, I can see the similarities in it, but I don't know for me, like blood rage, I, I, I enjoy it, but it's, it, it feels like a different kind of game, which is with the, the more combat focus. Whereas in this one, combat is kind of something you want to try to avoid half the time. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know why I like this game, but I do. Uh, so would I? Would I buy it? I'm actually. I would definitely consider buying it. Uh, it's kind of one of those games where it has that length that I would probably only play it with you, you, you all. So I'm in. 
sounds y- yeah sounds like it's gonna be two players right so it, it that's <laughs> so that's one of the things that would hold me back from buying it like my other board gaming groups don't really play games like this so yeah i mean that that's that's what holds me back from buying a lot of games which is probably a good thing uh <laughs> but uh if if you like kind of a sneaky area control game that doesn't actually have a lot of you know go and conquer the world or just go kill somebody. I think this is a very good good uh, alternative to that. If you still kind of want that exploration and that area control, but with a nice subtle twist that uh, makes the gameplay a lot very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, I I definitely recommend this one. What do you think, Debbie? Uh <laughs> I for me, okay yeah, this okay is there? Yeah, I am. I, I, I would, I, I would play this game, right? There's no, I, I don't have a reason why I wouldn't play it. Um, because I kind of, I always enjoy kind of having, you know, turning the wheels. Like that's, you know, I, I just, I enjoy kind of thinking and having to, um, and having to puzzle something out. Um, with that being said, I, I struggle with this game. Um, this is, this is, this leans on the, uh, three out of five for me. Um, I'm a five point scale. Three is meh. I, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't get me wanting to like, I'm not screaming to want to play it again, but I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, you know, like if you guys were like, um, like understanding that you guys enjoy this game and understanding that it's, it's, it's complex and it's harder to teach people and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to play it again. And I'd, I'd, I'd do it and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be grumpy about it. Um, it just isn't my choice of game. Uh, the slow burn, I have a really hard time with that. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like this game you can, is, is a, you can very easily fluke win this game. And that's, I don't know, that's just a little frustrating for me, but I, yeah, there's obviously there's people that enjoy this kind of game. Obviously, the two of you um, really kind of this turns your crank, um, and that's cool. And mm-hmm. I and I get that. Yeah, um, for me, I just like I said, the slow burn is a hard one for me. I would play it absolutely. Is it well made? Yes. Uh, you know, the art is. There's obviously a lot put into it. Uh, do I like the art? I'm kind of in that. It's a little busy for me. Um, I think the the knot work and stuff like that's a little overkill, but that's just me. So yeah, uh, it's a three out of five for me. There's really nothing wrong with this game. I just, it's not my thing. So sorry. (laughs) I pride myself on being the positive one here and I just, you don't need to be sorry. I know. I know. I'm crushed. (laughs) It, Tom is. It, it's his copy. Well, sorry. No, it, it <laughs> fell on top of me. I'm being crushed. Oh, okay. God. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you like this episode, the best thing you can do is like share it with people. Share it with people who, who you think might enjoy it. Share it with a friend. Share it with people you maybe don't like, but maybe they'll like this. I don't know. Maybe somebody will like it. <laughs> I need validation. Um, 
You can also, if you really, really like it, you can always do the whole like like and subscribe and give the five stars on iTunes thing. Uh, that would really help us out. If you have any sort of feedback that you want to give us, you can either hit us up at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com or you can use the Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you, for some reason, want to come and talk to me, you can hit me up at Team Rage Tom. Uh, who do we usually do next? We haven't done Justin in a while. Justin, you've been gone oh, for hi. so long. Yeah, I, well... I- I was I was not around for the last one, so that's what that's what not being here means. Yes, <laughs> carry on, my wayward son. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Hey, uh, send me any uh, any board game related info, or you know what, if you just want to talk about the Celts cats if you want to talk about cats oh the celts no cats if you want to talk about cats go to justin would not like the animal or the musical yeah just no, the animal. jesus please okay. please don't talk to please uh yeah you, you can find me on twitter at don't trust justin board game related info preferably how about you debbie uh you can get me at uh oh my god i don't even know how to get a hold of myself apparently right now uh, you can get me at at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and like Tom said, you guys can get a hold of us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We want to know what you like, what you don't like, if there's anything um, you know that you think we can improve on, something that you think we should do, anything like that. Just let us know. We want to hear about it. Uh, we're not only here for us, we are here for you guys too. You know, we don't want you to make the same cardboard mistakes that we make. Dear God, there's a lot been of been so many. <laughs> so, so many. Uh Yeah. And I'll hand the baton to Adam and his his novel. Yes. Uh, guys, if you want to get in contact with myself, you can uh, catch me on all social media at For the Win. That's F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Um, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash for the win. I am back on an evening schedule as my post-secondary classes have started back up. So you, uh, you will be able to, um, yeah, you'll be able to catch me from about, uh, 8 PM to midnight Eastern on Thursday, Friday, and then from 1130 AM Eastern on Saturday, Sunday. On Wednesday, however, it is a very special day because it is Dungeons and Dragons Day. You can catch me at 930 PM Eastern over on twitch.tv slash adventures tabletop with Tom. We are uh, continuing through Horde of the Dragon Queen. There have been I've had a few people ask me, be like, oh, you know, I didn't realize you guys did DD stuff, blah blah blah. Well, now uh don't uh, don't say I didn't tell you. you. You've been told. God damn it! So come check us out. Twitch.tv slash Adventures Tabletop on Wednesdays. Yeah, buddy. The end. Finn, if you want to be a pretentious dick. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.